Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. I am really enjoying this community of people who listen. All of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm getting more emails and tweets from people who are listening to the show, and it's inspiring me to grow the show, make it better, and, and do more shows that, that bring you really useful ideas and expose you to some cool things that entrepreneurs do. I think we've had some great interviews uh, of recent and to get you excited, I have a whole bunch of interviews coming over the next several months with people who are going to challenge you to take your business to the next level. I know that a lot of people who listen don't have a business. And so when I say take your business to the next level, while you may not have an actual company, all of us have business. We all have stuff that we're doing. I, I say it in the introduction that this show is for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, and anyone with that entrepreneurial spirit. And so I get asked a lot, you know, you call the thing, the show, cool things entrepreneurs do. Tom, what are you doing that's cool? And for me, one of the coolest things I do is participating in mastermind groups because it keeps me going. It keeps me excited. And for the last two years, I've had one group. And recently, I've started another group with some local people who are really challenging me to, to do more, to be more, and to, to find a way to grow this little practice of my speaking and, and coaching and master of ceremonies business and really bring it to another level. So if you listen to the last episode, it was just me talking about finding inspiration and how sometimes it's hard when you're a solopreneur to, to get up and be inspired. And so I shared some things that inspired me. I, I talked about going to the National Speakers Association meeting and, and how that sort of kind of rebirthed some excitement for me about my industry and ideas for my companies. I talked about the vacation I was taking with my family, and, and we talked about how anyone can go out and find inspiration. So today, I want to talk about something that goes kind of hand-in-hand hand with inspiration, and that is being challenged to push yourself. So the question today for you who are listening is, who challenges you? I find when I talk to people, a lot of people don't have anyone who pushes them. Now, some people have that natural thing inside them. A lot of entrepreneurs really do have that push that they need to be better in everything they do. They push themselves. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people just sort of go through the motions and, and they don't have anyone who's saying, you can do more. You can be better. You, you have it inside of you to really show greatness to the world. And a lot of times our parents didn't raise us with that extra push that, you know, you have super potential inside of you. You can be one of those people who makes a mark on the world. And I loved my parents. They were, I really, Beaver Cleaver had nothing on the family that I grew up in, but my parents really didn't believe in pushing me to do more. I don't know if it was a sign of the times. I don't know if it was because I had older parents and they had grown up during the depression and maybe they had, had seen rough times and they wanted me to play it safe, you know, go to college, get a job. They, they definitely raised me, you know, to, to take the safe path. As a kid, I, I think I really wanted to be an actor 
But while my parents supported me and, and what was important to me, they never pushed me. They never said, okay, if you want to be an actor, how do we get you to an audition? They never pushed me to think bigger. They never said, what are actors doing that you're not doing? And so I never took that step. Now, I don't know that I'm sorry that I never took that step because I love the life that I have created. But I often wonder, what if there was somebody who challenged me when I was 14, 15, 16 to think bigger, to do more? And, you know, so I ask, who is it that challenges you? Are you pushing yourself to your absolute best potential? You know, because it's easy not to think big. Thinking big can be scary. Thinking big can be confusing because, as I said, I don't think that our teachers and our parents and our peers really encouraged that in us as we were coming up. Now, I think there's some lucky people who did have people around them who pushed them to be the best that they could be at everything that they took on. And, and I think that becomes early part of your personality. But if you didn't have that guidance, if you didn't have that shove, you know, who is it now as a grown-up, as an adult? Who is it who's pushing you to reach for that higher branch? Also, the current levels of success that many of us have achieved, those are pretty good. I mean, I look around, I, I, you know, I'm not rich, but I live in a nice house and I have a beautiful wife who is really smart and I have two great kids who have super potential to achieve things and I can look around and say, yeah, man, you know, what, what the hell do I need to be striving for more for? Look around. And so it's easy to think, well, I've got success. Why do I need to continue to work so hard? I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. Do I really want to reignite sort of that, that passion and that drive that, that younger people tend to naturally have? Is it worth it or, or am I just tired? So sometimes it's easy to look at what you have and say, hmm, this is it. Then there are roadblocks and blind spots. And these roadblocks and blind spots mean that we can't see where our potential lies. Oftentimes we're doing things and, and we know what we're good at, but we have no idea that we could be great at something else because we just don't see it. We can't connect the dots between our current, you know, skill set and our current activities and other things that we're not doing that might be so easy to translate for. So sometimes we don't even see where that potential lies. And then finally, it's really easy to get stuck. You know, sometimes I just want to beat my head against the wall and say, what's the next step? Somebody, please, what, what can I do next? And that's why I think mastermind groups are a great thing. Now, mastermind groups have become a hot topic lately. If you listen to podcasts, you're hearing about masterminds and mastermind groups and these, you know, paid mastermind hosted weekends that a lot of these podcasting gurus do. Uh, there's paid Facebook groups where people mastermind. There's all kinds of things being talked about, about the whole concept of mastermind groups. And, you know, I'm fortunate is that I belong now to two formal mastermind groups, and then I participate in these meetups that are put on with some speakers who I know through sort of a subgroup of the National Speakers Association called NSAXY, which is speakers from Generation X and Generation Y, and we have these sort of informal, impromptu meetups that someone will say, hey, I'm hosting a meetup in Chicago, and I can host 12 people in my office or in my house. And 12 people will get together for the day and just share ideas about business and, and push each other and challenge each other and, and look for ways to market or look for ways that people can improve their business. And it's a one-time deal, although many of the same people tend to participate in these groups over and over, although they're infrequent and you only can go if you can go. 
My other two groups, one I've talked about on the show. In fact, there's an episode, if you go back to last March, there's an episode with many of the members of my mastermind group where we talked about how to form a mastermind group and why it's so important. That group was put together a couple of years ago, and there's uh, four of us who are still really active in the group, and we meet by Skype. We're supposed to do it once a month. We probably do it about every other month, and then twice a year, a little less than that, we meet in person. We'll rent a house. We're going to go to Denver in the fall, and we'll spend a day and a half really pushing each other and challenging each other and in, in that case, we open up our financials and we talk about our marketing and we talk about what's going on in our lives that's helping and hindering us. And over the course of the two years, those people have become like my family. They're some of the best friends that I have in my life and we share opportunities with each other. And when one of us gets, you know, something that's a huge opportunity, we celebrate the way a family would. We are so happy. There's never jealousy that, you know, one person landed this great gig. I In the spring, I have the opportunity to speak at a really prestigious event. And when I told this group, the whole response from all three of them was, I am so proud of you. That is so fantastic. There wasn't a single person who thought, he's so lucky. I, I wish that was me. So we've really become that. And then my, my other mastermind group is a newer group. It's a group of local speakers here in Austin and coaches and trainers. And we looked around and, and we some of us have mastermind groups that we participate on in a national level via Skype and flying and renting a house. But we didn't have sort of a group of peers locally where we could just get together in a bar once a month and do the same thing. And although that group is newer... That group is starting to become another group of people who I trust immensely and, and who I really feel they have my back. And that's one of the things about an ongoing mastermind. If you can find the right people, you can create a group that will be there for you where you really feel that you have camaraderie with them. And it makes that solopreneurship it makes it not so lonely to have a group of people who you have that type of a, bi a bond with. So I want to talk to you about do you have a mastermind group and how do you go about sort of putting together a mastermind group? And, and I want to remove some of this idea that, that a mastermind group is just a paid weekend where you get together and share ideas. Now, now those are great. I'm not dissing that. But I think the real power in the mastermind is the ongoing accountability and it is the ongoing, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's that warm nest of friends, that camaraderie, that family that you create so that you never feel alone. But mastermind groups have been around for a long time. A lot of famous people have participated in mastermind groups. You know, the Knights of the Round Table, if you go back in history, the Knights of the Round Table was simply King Arthur's mastermind group. And, you know, that's the way I like to look at this is, you know, you don't have to be the leader. You don't have to be the king. Everybody in a mastermind group, I think, should be equals. However, in your own business, you're, you are the king. You're the queen. You're the person who runs that show. And to have a group of advisors when it's your turn to talk in your mastermind group, when it's your turn to be on the hot seat, if you will. To have a group of advisors who are always there for you, who will dissect what you're doing, that's cool and it's inspiring. And having those people who challenge you to do more and to be more, there's nothing like it in your career. And you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to have a mastermind group. Years ago, I participated in a group, and I don't know, I must have been in my mid-30s, and we put together a group and there were originally seven people. 
And it was our Knights of the Round Table. It was our Billionaires Boys Club, although there were women in it. It was our, our group of people who shared the ideas of success. And the way it came about is, is I think that I had read Napoleon's, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, where he really mainstreamed this idea of a mastermind group. And I think I knew some other people who were part of one. And so I reached out to a couple of friends who weren't my best, best friends, but people who I admired in business and people who had ambition. Now, I think when the group of seven was created, I think only two people had their own businesses. So five people were employees. So that's what I'm saying is you don't, you don't have to be an entrepreneur or a solopreneur to have a mastermind group. You just have to be a human being with desires of achieving more. And so that original group, there were four guys and three women, and we would meet twice a month. Everybody was local, and nobody had a job where they traveled. That's one of the hard parts now for me is I travel so much, it's hard to be able to schedule and make meetings, uh, you know, whether they're local or whether they're with my national group. But uh, that original group, we would meet for breakfast, and two weeks later, we'd meet for happy hour. So there was sort of a business meeting and a fun meeting. But every time we met, somebody's business was on the hot seat. Everybody could have their chance to talk about what they were working on. But if someone was having a problem with their boss, they could put it out there and they would get advice from people. If they were having an issue with a coworker or if they wanted to ask for a raise or in a lot of cases, people were thinking of changing jobs and, and looking for something bigger. All of a sudden, there was a whole group of people who you could share in confidence who you knew wouldn't betray you. And we met constantly for a year. And then some people sort of spun out of the group. It wasn't for them anymore. Uh, one person got married and moved away. All of a sudden, there were four. And that four continued to meet for a second year. And then two of those people, one person changed his business and went in a different direction. Another person moved away. The remaining person and I, to this day, we try to meet for drinks about five, six times a year. And although we don't have a formal group, he is still one of my best mastermind partners. And this goes back 15 years, maybe 20 year. Well, we started it when my oldest child was a baby. So 18 years, we've been meeting in some way to help each other. So the group itself has dissolved, but some of those friendships have absolutely remained. Uh, so the Knights of the Round Table was an example. Ben Franklin had a mastermind group of some of the leaders of Philadelphia in his day, back in the 1700s, and they would talk about issues that were going on in Philadelphia, in the colonies. They would talk about uh, ideas. Ben Franklin was a big inventor. He would bounce ideas for products or for civic organizations off of other people. And what he found was he'd have an idea, but somebody else could tweak it a little bit. And all of a sudden, a good idea could become a great idea. FDR, he had a brain trust of people who he turned to for ideas. Ford, Edison, Andrew Carnegie, all of these great names through history in their biographies, it says they did not achieve greatness alone. They had people who had their back they had people who challenged them and who helped them formulate their ideas into greatness. So why don't you? Why don't you go out and start a mastermind group? All right, it's that time in the show where I've got to thank our sponsor, and I am so proud that Podfly Productions brings you this episode. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. 
For a special offer that they have for the listeners of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, visit podfly.net slash cool things. And you know, as we talk about mastermind groups, having Podfly production on my team, they're like an extra mastermind group. Both the owners of the company and my editor always give me ideas. They listen to this show and they say, you know, you're doing a great job, but here's a way that maybe you can do it better. Here's something you can do to tweak it. So having someone on your team like Podfly Productions, it's sort of like an extra part of masterminding because you have great smart people who want to see you succeed. So I can't say enough about Podfly Productions. Here's 10 reasons why I think you should belong to a mastermind group. And, and it might take, let me give you a little aside I talked about the groups I belong to that have been a success, and I've got three of them, one that's in the past and two that are current, but I also three other times tried to start groups where I would have people around me who would, who would challenge me and together we could grow, and those three times, the groups never got off the ground. I tried to start one that was, uh, we would use a call-in number and we would get on the phone once a week and everybody was too busy. It lasted a whopping three meetings before I found myself being the only person on the phone. And when I would talk to the other people and say, where were you? People would say things like, well, I had to get a contract out. No, 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 no. You got to be committed. Everyone in the group has to make this an A-level priority. So I've tried to start them and they failed, but that didn't mean I didn't try again. So here's some reasons why. The first reason is, if you have a legitimate ongoing mastermind group of people who are bringing out the best in you and you're bringing out the best in them and you develop that level of camaraderie with people, you become part of a community. And being an entrepreneur, especially if you're a consultant or a speaker or any type of solopreneur, that can be so lonely. I mean, that's one of the things that I think I talk about a lot on this show and I certainly talk about with people who I coach with and even just my friends is it can be a lonely business. You know, business itself can be lonely. Even if you run a big company, a lot of business leaders tell me being the CEO is very lonely. And that's why so many CEOs join groups like Vistage and EO and Why Young Presidents Organization, YPO. They join these groups so that they can have other CEOs at their disposal who are there to help them. So that's something else that I didn't talk about is there are group, there are formal groups out there for business leaders, EO, YPO, Vistage, and others that bring them together with their peers. And so you don't have to start this yourself. You can go find a group that's already out there and join it. But I don't think you have to pay somebody to create a mastermind. In fact, my experience, the best ones haven't been ones where I've paid other people. The best ones have been the ones that grew organically through intention. And then they become a community. And when you're part of a community, that's what being human is all about. I mean, that's why, you know, if we go through time, man has not lived alone in the woods. Man started communities, farming communities and cities. We need each other. And when you're part of a community, you can do so much more than you ever can do by yourself. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that you will create a team of people who will promote your business. I found that some of the people in my mastermind groups are the first people who will refer me. Now, my mastermind groups are made up of other speakers and trainers and consultants. And you think, why would they promote you? Well, because they want to see me succeed. And the truth is, and I promote them, I want to see them succeed. I'm not the right fit for every single one of my clients. 
And after they've had me, they might want someone else next year. Well, the, and they'll come to me for a referral. Hey, who else do you know? Well, I will tell you the first person that I am going to refer is someone who I know, like, and trust. There are so many people out there who call themselves speakers and trainers and masters of ceremonies, but not all of them are that good. And so if I haven't seen someone speak, if I don't know them, if I don't trust that they are going to make that client their priority, I don't want to refer them. So I refer a lot of people, but that when I say a lot of people, it's the same small group often. Now I have people outside of my mastermind groups who are on my referral list, but they're people who have become part of my community. So when you create that group, like both my mastermind groups consist of myself and three other people, I almost have six salespeople because all of those people are telling others about me. And that'll happen for you if you put together the right group where you trust each other and you get to the point where one person's success is everybody's success. The third reason to join is it's the collaboration of ideas. It's, it's like I was talking about when I said Ben Franklin, right? He has an idea. He puts it out there. Someone else in his group collaborates with him and says, have you thought about it this way? Or what if I add this? All of a sudden, a good idea becomes a great idea. Collaboration is so important if you want to be challenged to do more. Doing it alone, the, the, the idea of the Lone Ranger that's a myth in American culture and, and maybe around the world that to be successful, you're out there doing it alone. You know, Bill Gates didn't build Microsoft alone. You know, he had a partner who he built it with. And then all the employees who came later, they went out and did that together. You know, for as much as we look at Steve Jobs as the sole person behind Apple, he was not. There were a lot of people collaborating on his ideas and he pushed his engineers to think bigger when it came to the iPad and the iPhone and the Mac, he didn't just let his engineers go do it. And he didn't come up with all the ideas himself. They pushed each other. When you go back and really look at anyone who's achieved greatness, they've done it through collaboration. And sure, I'm positive there's exceptions. Heck, there is exceptions to everything. But I think if you want greatness, you've got to find a way to collaborate. The fourth reason to belong to a mastermind group is you will grow your network. Not only will you add those three or four people who are part of your group, not only will you add them to your inner circle and that will make your network stronger, everybody they know becomes someone who you can meet. Every single one of them has a, group, a network of people who you don't know. At my local mastermind group recently, they said, oh, do you know this person, this person, and this person? I had never heard of any of them. All three of them were new to Austin. Well, I may have never crossed paths with these people, and yet we're going to put together a dinner where our mastermind group goes out to dinner with some new people. Now, there's an interesting idea. You have a group of four or five, and then once a quarter, you inv everybody invites somebody new. And now all of a sudden, you're at dinner with some big thinkers, some interesting people, some people who see the world differently than you. You're at a private table with some awesome people. Well, you only knew one of those people of the five newcomers to dinner, you only knew one of them. But each of your friends, each of your co-masterminders brings somebody who is big. And guess what? Now you meet new people. So your network will grow just through building the bonds with the people who are already in that group. The fifth reason to be part of a mastermind group is you will be challenged to think bigger. 
I can't tell you how many times I throw up a roadblock or I think small with an idea and somebody in one of my mastermind groups says, you can do more than that. And I want to go, no, 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 that's all I can do. That's all I want to do. And they say, you can do more. Think bigger. Sometimes they have the answer. Sometimes they don't. But they challenge me to shift my perspective and think bigger. And I think that's what all of us, I think if you're listening to this show, I'm going to make an assumption. If you're listening to this show, you want more out of your career. You want more out of your business. You either want to grow the business that you're in or you want to get out of the grind and start your own business. You want to do cool things as an entrepreneur. Well, the only way you can do cool things is if you're doing bigger things, I think. So get out there and get people around you who will make you think bigger because you have that super potential inside of you. But you're not going to find it on your own, and especially when you have all the weight of the world of supporting a family and growing a business and, and serving clients and doing the accounting and all the things that come with entrepreneurship. You're not going to necessarily be able to like have that day where you're like, bam, I'm going to think bigger today. But when one of the people in your group challenges you and doesn't let you get away with saying, no, I'm going to settle for small, that's one of the greatest things about having one of these groups is they won't let you settle for less than you can be. So thinking bigger, to me, that's I'm trying. That's one of the reasons I think I have this podcast is I want to think bigger. I want to do more. That's one of the reasons I've, I've started taking on coaching clients. I've said before that I don't really have time and, and I, I work with very few people, but I'm starting to get emails from people who you know want to do more in their life and they're like, will you coach me? And so I'm starting to say yes. And one of the reasons I'm starting to say yes is in order to coach somebody, in order to help somebody sort of fine-tune their direction, I have to think bigger about my own direction. So for a long time when people said, Tom, you know, do you coach people? I'd be like, no, and I'd refer them. Now I'm starting to take on clients, and it's fun because helping them break through on their entrepreneurial journey and, and become that solopreneur that they, they want to become if they want to make that transition or helping them fine-tune an idea I can't help but think bigger. So when you're around people and you're thinking big, you can't help but do more in your own career. The sixth reason is it helps you with your self-awareness. That's sort of what I was just talking about with my coaching is by helping others and helping others think big, all of a sudden I become way more self-aware of what's going on with me. I know on the show we've talked a lot about reinvention and relaunching. And, you know, as I get closer to 50, I'm discovering that a lot of people in my generation, a lot of the Gen Xers out there, are really starting to embrace people in their, their 40s and now approaching 50. They're starting to embrace this whole idea of what can I do that's more? And part of that is you have to be self-aware. You have to know what the realities are. You have to own up to the mistakes that you've made in the past. You have to look at the people you're hanging around with and say, are they lifting me up? Are they pushing me? Or are they dragging me back or, or at least holding me back? You have to become very self-aware of what's happening in your own life, in your own career, in your own brain. And that's hard. And it's hard to look at your faults. But having a mastermind group it's not hard because they'll point them out to you or they'll ask you about them. And so all of a sudden, you know, you become much more self-aware when you're working with others in this sort of team effort. And the seventh reason to join a group like this or start a group is they'll hold you accountable. You know, it's really easy to set a goal, put it in a drawer and walk away and never look at it. But if you know in three weeks or five weeks or six weeks there, someone's going to ask you about what did you do with that? 
you have to do it. So my local mastermind group, we always have a piece of homework. And the truth is I often do the homework the day before we meet a month later. You know, we needed to write a sentence about, you know, what is the pain point that we solve for clients? That was part of our homework last month. Well, I didn't do it until the day before we met, but you know what? I did it. I sat down and I really looked at what problem do I solve when I am hired to be the master of ceremonies or I'm asked to be the keynote speaker. And by going through the process of answering that question and writing it down, it helped me. I never would have done it. I never would have actually done the work. It was a great idea when it came up around a glass of wine, but I never would have done it if there wasn't a group of people who were going to say, so what's your pain point? What's the one sentence that explains why people hire you or why they should hire you? All of a sudden, that accountability of, oh, we're getting together, I had to go and do the work. And I think if you do the work, you're going to find more success. It's so easy for us to get distracted and not do the work. So I think accountability is one of the biggest reasons that you want to be part of a mastermind group because you don't want to show up and say month after month or time after time, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. In my, my original group that I'm part of, uh, Jessica Pettit, who's been on this show a couple times, you know, she formed the group. She was looking for people who had a gas pedal. And her point was she did not want to be part of a group where a lot of ideas were thrown around and there was no action taken. She only wanted to be in a group with people who would push their foot on the gas and move their life forward. And we've talked about that. We actually had a meetup of listeners of this show who wanted to talk about gas pedal. And it's actually out there on my YouTube channel. I think we had like three people plus Jessica and Lori Guest, who was the another guest on this show, where we sat and we talked about what is it to have a gas pedal and how do you get around people who take action? And so, you know, that, that accountability that comes with that means that you're going to push on the gas just a little bit more often if you're part of a group like this. The eighth reason to have a mastermind group is you will form lifelong friendships. Even if the group dies, if you do this right, some of those people will be people who are the most important people in your world. I mentioned that original group of seven that all of us met for a year and then four of us met for another year. And then finally, it was just one person. Coming up on 20 years, he and I still get together and share business ideas. He's one of the people who is one of my best friends. When I think of people I want to spend time with, if I'm going to go and just, you know, go hang out with somebody, he is one of the top people I would think about. You know, our families have taken a vacation together. He and I meet all the time and share what's going on. And as you get older, sometimes it's harder to find friends where you can have that type of, of a connection where you can just talk about anything, good or bad. You can share it with each other. You know there's the confidence and you know they care because I think there's a lot of people out there who we know who, yeah, they don't want bad things to happen to you, but you're not a priority to them. Well, this guy, I know I'm a priority to him and he is a priority to me. And that friendship grew out of that mastermind group 20 years ago. So that's another reason is, is the group itself may not succeed, but groups are just people. And if you form relationships with people, if you make people a priority, if you create long-term and mutually beneficial relationships with other human beings, that's friendship. 
And that's another thing as we get older and we talk about reinventing and we talk about doing more. I find a lot of people kind of feel they don't have those types of special friendships. They just, I think a lot of people feel alone. We get into those routines and we get stuck in our ruts. And, you know, if you have great friends who you feel that that they are family and, and you care about them and they care about you, I congratulate you because I don't think a lot of people have that. And if you're listening to this saying, I don't have that. Well, here's a chance. I think a mastermind group can help you form those types of bonds because in order to make it work, you have to make that person a priority and they have to make you a priority. You have to let them know they're significant to you and vice versa. I call it cooperative significance because we all want to be significant, but we can't decide ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm significant. Other people have to bestow that onto us. People have to let us know that we're significant to them. And when you really get to that point where a group becomes significant to each other, that's where real friendships are made. That's where real bonds are made. So friendships are formed through shared experiences. And a mastermind group means that you are having a lot of sharing with other people. So I think lifelong friendships, I look at these two groups that I'm active in today, and I hope the groups continue. But if not, those people will always be, those people will always be in the center of my heart because we're building that type of camaraderie. We're building that type of friendship. So that's sort of a byproduct of it because you're doing this masterminding to grow your business in most cases, although some people do them for other purposes. I know there's groups of mastermind groups for people in fitness and and other types of things. Actors uh, in Hollywood and in New York have mastermind groups that have the exact same purpose as these business masterminds that I'm talking about. And the end result is friendships. And then you constantly are around inspiration. So our last episode, I talked about seeking inspiration and how do you get around things that inspire you? Your mastermind group, that's what it'll do, is you will constantly be inspired. Sometimes you'll be inspired by an idea for your business. Sometimes you're inspired because you see someone else out there doing something that is incredible. You find out that they have landed the contract of a lifetime and you hear it and you say, wow, that is, that's fantastic. And you're inspired to do more because someone you care about just went out and did more. You see their potential and it reminds you of your own potential. And then finally, the 10th reason to be part of a mastermind group is success. I will tell you right now, my business is better today because of the mastermind group that I joined two years ago. And I know my business is going to be better at the end of the year because of that second local group that I'm part of. The combination of both of those are leading me to get out of the rut, to clear the blind spots, to dig out of the hole, whatever analogy you want to say, I'm finding more success in my business because of those people who I'm part of those two groups with. So if you want success, if you're sitting there listening to this show and you've listened now for 33 minutes, we're going a little long. If you've gotten to this point, you've got to be fired up. You've got to be thinking, yes, Tom, I want success. I want these things. You know, I want to be part of a community. You know, I want a team of people who will promote me and and I'll promote them. I want to collaborate on my ideas so I can make them better. I want my network to grow. I want to be a big thinker. I I want my self-awareness to be more realistic and honest. I want someone out there who will hold me accountable. I want friendships where I care about people and they care about me. And I want inspiration and I want success. Then go out and start a mastermind group. Now I'm going to tell you it's not going to be easy because finding other people 
who share this desire to honestly say, I want to do more and to have a synergy with them for the types of businesses that you're in, for the type of life that you lead. It's hard. It's not easy. It could take years. When Jessica put that group together that we started two years ago, when she put it together, she had been looking to do it for, I think, 18 months. She'd been part of another group that had failed, and she had wanted to do it again, but she had to observe and find the right people. So start today, but don't be shy. Talk about it. If you have a blog or another social media thing, let people know I'm looking to be part of a mastermind group. Don't just listen to me in this podcast and my ideas. Go Google how to start a mastermind group, and you are going to find hundreds, if not thousands, of articles. You know, if you want to do a hangout, if you want me to host a Google hangout where we talk about mastermind groups, do what we did when I said, let's have a gas pedal discussion and send me an email with the title in the subject line, mastermind groups so that I can search for these and find them when I get enough emails and then I'll contact you and we'll do a Google Hangout with like seven or eight people and we'll you know maybe get some of my friends from one of my mastermind groups on the line and we'll share their ideas of, of how you can do this and maybe you'll meet somebody on the call maybe maybe we'll create a little community on the Google Hangout and maybe that little community will want to meet once a month heck I would host that for you if you wanted to be part of it. I have to hear from the audience, people saying, Tom, I want to do that. There has to be a synergy of, you know, seven or eight people. Heck, I'd host a, an online mastermind. If that's what you want, reach out to me. So if you're still listening and this episode has resonated with you and you're a little fired up inside, send me a tweet, send me an email and say, hey, I loved the mastermind thing. I want that. And I'll try to help guide you to do it. I, I don't know that I want to start a formal another mastermind group, but we could have a hangout where we talk about how to start one and we could do that every month until you know that little group dies out. If you want it, let me know. So we've gone long today and I'm going to be back in a couple of days. I'm going to have more interview shows instead of a couple more of just me. But Keep in touch with me. Let me know that you're liking the show. I am so fired up right now about cool things entrepreneurs do. I am so fired up about the impact that this show is having on me, but that I'm hearing is having on other people. So let me know what's going on. And if you like the show, jump over to iTunes. Please, 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 please leave a review for the show because that helps the show get noticed. So come back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.